Thank you so much, Colleen. And uh, once again, happy Christmas to those of you who have arrived since the beginning. It's really good to see you. Uh, I wonder, has anybody, I'm sure that you've all had a nice leisurely morning, relaxing, bit of a lie-in, I expect. Um, I can't imagine that anybody had any young children knocking on their bedroom doors or bursting in on them singing Happy Christmas um, uh, in the early hours. I mean, a variety of different things would have gone on. But has anybody yet given or received a Christmas present today? Put your hand up if you have, put your hand up if you've, um, put your hand up if there was a stocking at the end of your bed or in your bedroom. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Any advance on eight? No, a few stockings. Okay, wonderful, thank you. So a few people had some stocking gifts to open. And um, put your hand up if you have opened uh, a present this morning that was given to you. I can see one over there, some more there. Yeah, good, well done. Put your hand up if you have opened all of your presents and that's it, Christmas is finished for you. Yeah, one, great. <laughs> Two, a couple of enthusiastic present unwrappers. And uh, so, so I'm gauging then by the rest that some of us have saved some presents to spread it out and enjoy it a little bit later. Good. Now, did anybody, did any of the children bring any of their gifts with them to church? And if so, why don't you come up and tell me what you received and uh, so we can hear all about it and celebrate with you your gifts. So, um, great. Any others other than my own children? I know all the answers to their quick, what they're going to say. Any other children coming as well? You can all come. Right, Hannah, what did you get? Tell us all about this gift. I got a Drago and his Dragon Playmobil and... and when and when I play with it, the wings can can just move around when it needs to fly, and the legs can can make it sit down and stand up. That looks amazing. One of us give her a round of applause. What a fantastic gift! Great, thank you. And um, Seth, what did you get? Um, I got a DS, a DSi. A Citroen DS, no, new car. That's a bit. A Nintendo DSi. Okay, and okay, and what does that do? Does that feed the cats? No, it just it's just an electronic device where you can play games on it. Do you kick it? No. <laughs> what does it do? What's special about it? Um, well, you put things in it like that, and you just play games on it. Is it going to give you lots of fun and lots of joy? Yeah. Is it going to drive me mad? Yeah. Brilliant. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> uh, Akena, what did you get? Happy Christmas. What did you get, Akena? I got a XL for my birthday. Tell us what that is. <laughs> for your birthday. Is it your birthday today? Is it for, or is it for Jesus' birthday? Jesus' birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Jesus, by the way. Um, what, so tell me what you got. I got an XL. Okay. Oh, I'm ignorant about these newfangled electronic devices um, of this variety anyway. Uh, and what's good about it? What do you love about it? Um, you, you can buy stuff and you can buy... Buying stuff is everyone's favourite activity, isn't it? We love buying stuff. Okay, what, can, what kind of stuff can you buy? Um, demos and games. Okay. So you're yes. Well done. Give him a round of applause. Thank you, our little DS fans. Caleb, um, what did you get for Christmas? I got. <laughs> You'll be next, Shannon. I got a selfie stick, which I'm, I use to like, take selfies. I guess <laughs> obviously you can see that in the name, but I mostly use it to spy on people as well. Oh, watch out, church. What else did you get? 
and I got a new digital watch because all of my analog watches kept breaking. So this looks like a really smart watch. And um, were you happy? Were you, th are you feeling thankful and joyful? Yes. Leading question. Well done. Give him a round of applause. Thank you. Hi, Shannon. Happy Christmas. Hi, Shannon, what did you get for Christmas? I, I got a Christmas dress for Christmas. Is this the one you're wearing now? Yeah. It's such a pretty dress. That's wonderful. Thank you. And does it make you happy? To, can you feel yes. it? <laughs> wonderful. Well, that's really beautiful. Give her a round of applause. Well done, Shannon. Did any of the grown-ups get a wonderful gift that they want to tell us about? Frank, what did you get? A lion? No. No, not a lion. Um, what is it? Remy Martins. Oh, oh, I'll come around later. Good. Uh, so a nice bottle of brandy to enjoy. Very good. Always good at Christmas. Um, Angela, what did you get? I got a poem written by my husband. Oh, ro how romantic. Andrew Large. Let's give Andrew a round of applause. <laughs> You've gone bright red, as red as a Christmas jumper. <laughs> oh, that's very delightful. That's a, well, that's lovely, isn't it? Because that shows real thought and consideration went to it. You can't just buy that in a shop. Or can you buy it on? No, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't ordered online. <laughs> very good, wonderful. Any other? Anybody else? What did you get, Angela's dad? This sweater. I got this sweater. It's a beautiful sweater, wonderful. <laughs> I want to offer up just a few thoughts. Gifts are wonderful things, aren't they? We love to give and receive gifts. And actually, I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy unwrapping presents. It's one of my favorite things. Actually, yesterday, wrapping presents was not my favorite thing. Um, but one of my favorite things is choosing presents, choosing gifts to give to people. Because we give to people uh, the things that we think they need, the things we think they want, the things that we think will bring them joy and pleasure. And actually, when we give gifts, we reflect something of the nature of God in giving to others things which are good, things which will bring them joy, things which will bring them delight. I want to offer up four little reflections that may resonate with different people in different ways. And, um, and I hope that these will, uh, something here will connect with something that you need, something that you want, something that brings you some joy, something that brings you some delight. And at the first one is to think about the Bible reading that we just heard and to remind ourselves of this great Christmas paradox, as we might call it, this great sort of world-turned-upside-downness of Christmas. Because at Christmas, we celebrate the coming of our sovereign king, the creator of heaven and earth, the, the most magnificent, wondrous, and awesome uh, God into our sphere of human existence into the midst of our world as a newborn baby. It seems incomprehensible, and yet that's the mystery that we celebrate. That's the mystery that brings us joy. And sometimes we get our heads around this kind of paradox, this kind of mystery, by looking at things that don't seem to go together, but that do go together, or things that change. And uh, in our reading that Colleen read for us a moment ago, uh, we were reminded that... Um, Christ came into the world as the true light that gives light to everyone. And uh, he says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. And it's very hard to ever find truly dark places in a city like London because there are always street lamps or car lights and reflected light around. But if you've ever been in the countryside or in, a, in another country where there is no light pollution in the sky, then perhaps you know what it feels like to be truly stuck in the darkness. You know, when you turn out the electric lamps or you turn off the mobile phone screen and you suddenly realize that you can't actually see where your hand is. 
In that kind of darkness, the tiniest glimmer of light begins to dispel the darkness. It has an enormous effect. And that's, I think, why uh, it's so poignant for us and so meaningful that we celebrate in the, in the darkest months of winter, in the depths of darkness, we celebrate this coming of the light. St. Augustine, famous um, Christian theologian and, uh, and pastor, wrote this about this paradox, if you like, of Christmas. He said, The word of the Father, by whom all time was created, was made flesh and was born in time for us. He, without whose divine permission no day completes its course, wished to have one day set aside for his human birth. In the bosom of his father, he existed before all the cycles of ages. Born of an earthly mother, he entered upon the course of the years on this day. And then he goes on in a piece of poetry to talk about these great paradoxes of Christmas. He says this, The maker of humanity became a human, that he, ruler of the stars, might be nourished at the breast, that he, the bread, might be hungry, that he, the fountain, might thirst, that he, the light, might sleep, that he, the way, might be wearied by the journey, that he, the truth, might be accused by false witnesses, that he, the judge of the living and the dead might be brought to trial by a mortal judge. That he, justice, might be condemned by the unjust. That he, discipline, might be scourged with whips. That he, grape, might be crowned with thorns. That he, the foundation, might be suspended upon a cross that courage might be weakened, that security might be wounded, that life might die. It's a wonderful piece of poetry that expresses something of the paradox of Christmas. The poet John Donne captured it with these words, written 400 or so years ago. He says, immensity cloistered in thy dear womb of Mary's immensity, creator of heaven and earth, God made a tiny newborn baby. And if God can do that, then all things are possible. When the angel Gabriel comes and announces to Mary, the mother of Jesus, that she's going to uh, become pregnant by the Holy Spirit and, and that she's going to conceive and she's going to bear Jesus, she says, how can this be? To which the angel replies, with God, all things are possible. Whatever you face this Christmas, whatever you face this coming year, know that with God, all things are possible. Know that with God, the world is turned upside down. With God, these great paradoxes uh, coexist and live alongside one another. With God, we find that light shines even in the midst of darkness. And that's the first little reflection. The second reflection is that every single day is Christmas Day. There's an old Monty Python song from the film The Meaning of Life that some will remember here where uh, a very smooth singer sings, Every single day is Christmas Day. 
And, uh, and I don't know how you feel about that. Some children here, some people might feel delighted at the prospect of every day being Christmas Day, and some might feel like that sounds like it's awful. Imagine all the rigmarole of Christmas every, every single day. I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure it would be anything like as special as it is. But in a sense, every day is Christmas Day because God gives himself continually to us in Jesus. We don't have to wait for one special day each year to remember that God has come to meet us in Christ. Every single day, we can receive afresh the God who comes and meets us in Jesus. Every day is Christmas Day. And you know, Easter and Pentecost are the same. We don't have to wait for one day a year to remember that God has set us free from the powers of sin and death, that we are forgiven, that we are ushered into new life. We can remember that good news every day of our lives. We don't have to wait for one single day per year to remember that God has given us his divine life to dwell within us, his Holy Spirit, to empower us and enable us and inspire us. All we need to do is turn our hearts and our minds to the living God and look to him who gives so generously to all who ask of him. Say, come Holy Spirit, and God graciously gives himself to us. So if you like these great three feasts of the Christian year, Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost, are a daily occurrence, and in the life of a Christian, they can be part of our daily spiritual practice and habit. Second Christmas reflection, every day is Christmas Day. Third, what would you give to God if you were going to get him a present? Any ideas? What would you give to God if you were going to give him a present. DS? A selfie stick? I can't, I think that, I mean, I, I can't imagine God using a selfie stick. Can anyone imagine God with a selfie stick? The, the, the God who came in Jesus and said, you must deny yourself daily. <laughs> I can't imagine Jesus ever with a selfie stick. Tweeting. <laughs> Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't, a dragon? A flying dragon to God? I don't know. Any other ideas? What would you give to God if you were going to give him a present? Because God doesn't need anything. God is entirely sufficient. God doesn't need us. God doesn't create us. God doesn't welcome us into relationship with him because he's lonely or because there's something lacking in God. He creates purely out of joy, purely because he is a creator, because that's his character. It's his nature to give and to give in freedom. God doesn't need us to perform heroic Christian lives for him or to earn his favor. God doesn't need anything from us. But what does God want? I don't know whether you find this, that um, when I buy presents for my parents, they don't really need anything anymore. Like, they've kind of got everything they need. It's very hard buying presents for parents. You hit a point where you're like, well, I don't know, what do they need? They don't need anything particularly. And there's a massive difference between the things that we need and the things that we want. So when we're trying to really give a gift that's good for somebody, we find ourselves thinking, what might this person really want? What might they really desire? What will bring them joy? We have nothing to give to God that God needs, but we have everything to give to God that God wants. In the words of Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. That's God, that's God's desire. All I want for Christmas is you. That's God's word to us today. He doesn't need you. 
but he desires you. He loves you. He wants you. He wants conversation with you in prayer, in worship. He wants to partner with you to bring light into the world. What does God want? You. Third Christmas reflection. Finally. I don't, I don't. Have you ever had that thing where you unwrap the Christmas present on Christmas Day morning and, uh, you know, it's maybe a little device and it doesn't work. You think, ah, I need batteries. You get the batteries. You put some batteries in it and, um, and you put the batteries in it and you try to turn it on. And it still doesn't work. And like before it's even started, it's broken. And, um, or, or maybe, maybe it works for a week or two and then it stops working. How much of what we've received today will we have thrown away in six months? It's a tragic thought, isn't it? Because the things that we get are perishable. They're frail. They're fragile. They, they're limited. And sometimes there's real frustration and disappointment, isn't there, in getting something that you wanted for Christmas and it doesn't even work. Immediately it comes out of the box. New stuff, although it's shiny and although it's beautifully packaged and although it gives us a little surge of excitement, doesn't always endure. It doesn't always last very well. But Jesus makes all things new. Jesus continually renews our lives. Jesus continually meets us anew and afresh. Much of what we receive today, much of what we eat today, much of the festivity of today will be forgotten in a few days or a few weeks. It doesn't matter, don't worry, that's okay, it doesn't make it a bad thing. But if we, want to, if we want to search out and hold on to something that lasts, something that endures, something which is perpetually renewed, then the only gift that we really need to receive this Christmas is the gift of God himself, Jesus Christ, the one who is ever new, ever fresh, always available to us, and will never fail. So four Christmas reflections, the Christmas paradox, the light in the midst of darkness, the world turned upside down, the ongoing nature of Christmas Day, every single day is Christmas Day because God continually gives himself to us again. What might we give to God? Nothing. He doesn't need anything from us. What does he want? All he wants from, for Christmas is you. And as things perish, as things fade, as we forget the festivity of this day, remember to come back to the God who makes all things new. Amen.